Hello, it's Caroline, and I'm here to tell you that the episode you're about to listen to was recorded a long time ago, back when I used Patreon, back when I ran lots of different workshops and programs that I do not run anymore, and back before the Fuck It Diet book. So if I refer to any of these obsolete offerings while you're listening, just know that even though my Patreon and other programs don't exist anymore, you can find helpful resources by going to thefuckadiet.com slash more. You can also read the beginning of the Fuck It Diet book for free from my site. Lastly, this podcast is extremely messy. And it was actually intentionally messy and unstructured because that was the only way I could inspire myself to start and continue this podcast. I needed the lowest stakes possible. And though this podcast remains very low budget and has remained messy throughout the years until now, if you want slightly more structured and streamlined episodes, listen to the more recent episodes. All right, enjoy. The Fuck It Diet Radio's content is shaped by the questions asked by podcast insiders over at patreon.com slash caroline dooner. That is my name. If you would like to ask questions for this podcast, you can. You can join us. It's a pay-what-you-can community for as little as $1 a month. Over there, you can connect with other fucketeers. You can ask questions to me that I'll answer on the podcast. And I also have higher rewards like monthly energy work and secret posts. You can also support this podcast for free just by rating and reviewing the F Diet Radio. That's F is in fuck on iTunes. All right, let's do this. Portion control is a diet. When you start a meal thinking, I shouldn't eat too much of this, that's a diet meaning it's diet mentality, it's a fear of food, it's a fear of amounts, it's attempts at controlling your eating from the outside in based on rules in your brain. It's a fear of weight, it's a fear and mistrust of your appetite. Thinking, I don't know if I want to eat all of this is a totally different story, that's legit. You don't have to be hungry for everything on your plate, you don't have to want the food that is in front of you. But thinking, I shouldn't eat too much of this? Why? Because a diet book once told you how much you should be hungry for? Because getting full scares you? Why? Why shouldn't you eat too much of this? If eating a meal or eating certain food has the power to make you gain weight, which is what you're probably fearing, you probably need to gain weight. Hear that again. If satiating your hunger makes you gain weight, you probably need to gain weight. This fear that food is going to make us gain weight is so dysfunctional. If food, if eating a meal or eating a certain food that you don't let yourself have has the power to make you gain weight, you need to gain weight. If your body is so desperate to gain weight, it's either you're either underweight or you are so metabolically compromised that your body believes it is in a famine and it is putting on weight to save your life. If eating a meal or eating certain food has the power to make you gain weight, you need to gain weight and therefore you need to eat that food if you're hungry for it and you want it, obviously. I'm not making you eat food that you don't actually want. Metabolically, if eat, I already wrote this. I kind of went off on a tangent. Metabolically, if eating a big meal is going to change your weight, you should probably let it because the main reason our weight yo-yos is because we are chronically underfed and metabolically compromised. Eat your fucking food. Food, shoulds, and fears are bullshit. External, food-fearing, amount-fearing, portion control 
is a diet. I'm doing this experiment where I publish new articles and podcasts at the same time on the same content and see how that goes. Um, I'm also then going to answer questions from Patreon. Uh, However, um, I posted something on Instagram. And again, if you don't follow me on Instagram and you're on Instagram, I'm on Instagram at the fucking diet. But I posted something. Let me find this. I posted portion control is not intuitive eating yesterday. I said not even close. Portion control is a diet. And somebody wrote, I gently disagree. Isn't the first principle to intuitive eating listen to physical hunger? So that means eating when you're hungry, but also stopping when you're satisfied. That's portion control in a sense. Um, First of all, whatever principle of intuitive eating, I'm putting it in quotes. You can't see my air quotes. Listening to physical hunger can easily become a diet. It can become something that you can do wrong. And the reason... Again, like eating what you want based on physical hunger is totally fine and intuitive. But once you're overthinking that and worrying that you're going to do it wrong, that's not intuitive. You're canceling out every intuitive part of it and you're making it this fear-based thing where you're afraid to do it wrong. You're afraid to eat too much because you're afraid to gain weight. Dysfunctional, unhelpful, and it'll keep you in the cycle. I wrote this like really long response and I spelled all of these things wrong and doesn't let you edit comments on Instagram so I deleted it and I just wrote basically as long as there's a way to do it wrong it's a diet and you can rebel and go off the rails I am firmly against fear of overeating it keeps you in the cycle and somebody else wrote back to her and said in a sense it's in it's portion control but you wouldn't be measuring things out or making sure you don't have too much of something on your plate good job um yeah I don't I again I'm reading through this and I'm like Ooh, I see all of these things that I can like edit. Okay. So anyway, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, on this concept. This is like a really big concept. It's one of the reasons that people think I'm anti-intuitive eating, but I'm not. I just disagree with some people's definition of intuitive eating. And the book, the famous book called Intuitive Eating, that's sort of like people think of when they think of intuitive eating, um, you know, I think that people easily co-opt that and and quickly make it into a diet. Even though they recommend you don't do that, they still mm, they still are kind of like erring on the side of like listening really, really, really closely with it, which I think can become disordered really, really quickly. So I'm going to go over to Patreon. I think I have a question or two. And I'm going to answer it. So over on Patreon, I know I have this like intro now that I'm going to be using as long as it actually applies. Um, but Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. I'll have a link for it always um, in the posts. But for as little as $1 a month, you can ask questions for this podcast. And I really, you know, I love it because it's kind of like a contained group where people care enough to be giving, you know, a dollar a month. They care enough about this process. Um, but it's really affordable and it is this community where I can kind of address questions on the podcast, not only for the people who are in the community, but for everybody as well. I also, um, I'm posting secret posts once a month for $5 a month and doing monthly energy work for $10 a month. So you can check that out too. But the question that was asked that I'm going to answer is, 
Um, Patricia said, hi, Caroline. I love the podcast. You are so funny. Thank you. And also have such a strong, incredible message. I listened to the cheese episode today, which is my last post, my last episode. And you talked a bit about how you struggled with body image, the body image piece for longer than you did with food. I'm curious to know if you have more information about exactly how you overcame that part. I myself am really struggling with this right now and I'm working with a coach, that's great, and eating what I want and I'm starting to see body changes in the stomach and thigh area, just softer, more cellulite and so it's hard for me to keep going sometimes. I would say I'm body positive and self, but self-love and acceptance on my own body has been so, so hard for me. Any tips would be great to try and stay on this path despite seeing your body change and having such a loud inner critic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Totally empathize. You are not alone. This is what's hard about the fuck it diet. This is the hard part. This is the part that is triggering. This is the part that beyond what we want to feel and what we believe in our brains and what we even believe in our hearts, um, for instance, if we believe, you know what, we should not judge ourselves based on how we look. When it comes down to actually leaving that behind and actually not judging yourself and actually not quote unquote caring what other people think of you um, and actually not agreeing with them or like also thinking those things of you, that is the hard part. So this is what I teach. This is like what I, what my programs teach and what I, you know, talk about on here. It comes down to First of all, the annoying answer, which is facing your fears and um, keeping on going. Essentially, it takes time to actually get used to uh, having a different body than you previously thought was acceptable. So you just like there's no way to be like, ah, you can prepare emotionally before you actually have to face it. No, it like you have to jump into the fire and like just that's probably a bad, I was going to say just burn. That's a really bad metaphor. Um, you have to, you have to kind of like, um, start before you're ready. You have to face it and feel it. But the other things I teach, so for instance, basically the, the, the book, the fuck a diet book that will be out hopefully next year and is like being worked on and edited and tweaked and we're going to sell it to publishers, blah, blah, blah. I talk about it all the time. Um, there's the physical section, which is all about eating, all your fears of eating, all to do with what we believe about eating and really facing that head on and really healing the physical part, which in my personal experience and opinion and everyone else's too, is the easy part. That's the easy part. The next section of the book is the emotional section. And the section after that is the mental section. And in actuality, everything overlaps. Everything is happening at once. But in order to make us understand what's going on, I separated it into different sections. So essentially, the energy work piece that I have been doing for the past couple years and the work on limiting beliefs, which are the same thing. Energy work and limiting beliefs are not the same thing, but you can do energy work on limiting beliefs, essentially. That is the piece that helps you move past the emotional, mental triggers that are um, easily triggered essentially by facing all of these fears and feeling what it feels like in a bigger body. So essentially the emotional section is about 
our resistance to being in our bodies and how we have all of these emotions and old trauma, so to speak. And a book that I highly recommend reading is called Waking the Tiger, Healing Trauma by Peter Levine or Levine, not sure. It's so good. And it really explains in a very simple and scientific, it really talks about the fight or flight um, trauma response essentially so there's a fight or flight response that we have in any times of stress even if we're not actually going to die even if we know we're not going to die our body does this fight or flight thing and because we don't actually inhabit our bodies and let the process complete itself we store um we store energy in our nervous system essentially that gets triggered really easily so this is like the scientific reason why not being in our bodies is so bad for us and we have all of this stuff that that is easily triggered when we finally do come down. And gaining weight is a way that we are forced to feel our bodies and we hate feeling our bodies. Plus, we have all of these associations with it. So there's you know a big overlap to me between grounding, getting into your body, being willing to feel all of the painful and stressful things that we have essentially avoided and I believe that those things are super connected to beliefs so when we get into our body and start to feel old things we're going to start to think things that we associate with that like oh my god I'm feeling my stomach it's reminding me of this time this is like not what you're thinking but this is like sort of what's happening it reminds me of this time when my um you know when someone in my class made fun of um my stomach or when my uncle made a comment about you know, my stomach when I was young or, um, and it's making me think these thoughts like I, you know, there's something wrong with me. Um, other people can be fat, but I can't be blah, blah, blah. Essentially old emotions will jog beliefs and thoughts and vice versa. So beliefs and thoughts, um, that, that you have in your subconscious essentially that you have sort of let yourself be ruled by whether you know it or not that you learn from society or from experiences in your past um, as coping mechanisms too will also trigger this panic and it's it's all of this kind of stagnant unprocessed kind of like emotionally traumatic energy that's in your body anyway I really strongly believe in so I talk all about sort of just like the the metabolic side like what's actually happening metabolically when you restrict but the whole other piece is being willing to come back down into your body and feel and it and it really it's actually has everything to do with eating because not wanting to eat and not wanting to take up space is sort of this way that we try to avoid being in our bodies and feeling but we also store all of this old panic so anyway I do a lot of work like I talk about energy work all the time and I know that people might think it's super woo woo but I really especially over the past two years I've tried to make it as not woo woo as possible as like no no no, this is scientific this is like a fight or flight thing this is a kind of trauma old um old stagnant energy that needs to be processed and the way that we do that is by intentionally breathing and feeling and getting back into the body and when we do that deliberately with limiting beliefs for instance if you believe let me see if i can find something from what you said blah 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 um for instance um 
stomach and thigh area more cellulite so if you believe um i you know cellulite is ugly or gaining being softer or gaining weight is a sign of failure or you associate it with something that someone once said or that um someone once said to you or whatever we have all of these beliefs about what this means but it's also tied to this unprocessed energy um, that we are avoiding feeling. And then when we actually get back down into our bodies, either because we have, you know, more flesh now that's making us feel that or, you know, anything, it's going to be triggered. The thoughts will trigger it. And then being in your body triggers it too. And then we want to avoid it even more because it's so horrifying. This also, you know, the, the, the fact that this culture is like actually, genuinely cruel to fat people and really dysfunctional with weight um can't be ignored like i'm not sitting here being like oh you have all of these like stupid beliefs that aren't true you just gotta feel it just gotta feel the pain you know just get back into your body feel it um you can do all the energy work in the world and all the feeling grounding processing of old stuff work in the world and you're still gonna go out into the world and someone's gonna say something really idiotic and stupid about weight and food it's all around however what I've experienced personally and what I um, strongly believe to be true is that when you don't believe it anymore when you don't have old stuff that's being triggered that you don't really have conscious control over it's just sort of like this you know this pattern and this emotional pattern this belief pattern when you don't believe what the other people are saying, they can say it and it doesn't affect you as much. Yes, it still stuck, sucks if people don't understand what you're doing, if people, if you're essentially like living in a world that treats you poorly or that is obsessed with the thing that has ruined your life, essentially. Like that's still going to be frustrating and there are like, you know, there are just sort of like practical ways to start dealing with that. I mean, like just following different bodies and um different you know following fat positive body positive food positive anti-diet accounts on social media will inundate your brain with the the messages and the people and the you know the community that you that you want to be surrounded by and it really helps it helps so much it is huge it is like a huge piece of this um and there are just like some practical, you know, things that you can decide to tell people about what you're doing or not. But the biggest piece for me is is doing the energy work, doing the awareness work on your own beliefs, doing the feeling work and the processing work on the triggers that it brings up in you. So when you come across, um, so when you look at your own thighs and when you look at your own and feel actually feel because like thinking thinking doesn't do it right thinking doesn't cut it we can think a million things but it doesn't affect the way we feel so we really have to feel this old stuff in order to kind of let it process out i think of it as like stagnant things that we haven't felt yet are stagnant um in our literally in our bodies it's the same thing as like getting a mess like Going through a stressful time, your muscles literally tense up. They literally are holding on to stress. And you need to deliberately get a massage, get acupuncture, or do breathing exercises to 
actually feel that and release some of that, that is the most physical manifestation of this stagnant energy thing. Because what are emotions? Emotions are energy. That's what they are. And, you know, people do, people get massages and they like experience emotional outpouring because they're literally, we are genuinely carrying unprocessed things in our muscles and our tissues. Kind of going on a big tangent here, but this is such a big piece of, this is like, once you are letting yourself eat and you're, you fixed your metabolism essentially, and you're not in this famine mode. Now we're dealing with the next survival mode, which is this kind of like, like living in this alert mode, um, that we're all kind of in because we have all this unprocessed stuff. So anyway, short answer is feeling, breathing, energy work, limiting belief awareness. This is stuff that I do in my programs. It's stuff that I like teach intro to in Fucketeer Academy, but I, um, you know, any sort of like yoga, you know, so many yoga classes are so obsessed with, um, you know, they're not, they're not really the point of yoga. Yoga is supposed to be about like getting into your body essentially and like feeling and breathing and processing. Um, so that's, and meditation, like there are all of these ways to do this, right? Like to process old stuff, but that's the answer. And writing exercises, doing the brain dump, like really just getting honest with yourself about the beliefs that you have. That is, that's how to start doing this. And I hope that that's helpful. Um, I really have worked really hard to make logical sense of energy work and grounding and feeling like why are we doing this what does it have to do with anything what does it have to do with limiting beliefs what does it have to do with eating what does it have to do with anything because I can definitely go woo -woo. I believe in like lots of magical spiritual things but this is again this is like you we can you know actually attribute this to the fight or flight response, weirdly enough, and that being in your body and actually feeling that energy, that old bound of energy is the way to not be triggered by stuff anymore. And me Do I have anything else to say? I don't know that I do. Do I have any new posts? The Let's see. I don't know. Blog. Do I have anything else that I want to say today? No, I think I've actually huh oh 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 the very last thing just about patreon i know i like wax poetic about patreon but somebody said i never i very rarely check the fuck it diet the effort diet as i have it on um facebook which i should start doing but but um i posted something Oh no, someone's calling me. Oh my gosh, watch this. Ready? Hello. Aha, uh -huh, bummer. I thought it was going to record that, but it didn't. It was a bride, bridal, like, I don't know, dress shop calling me. I have to go try on bridesmaid dresses tomorrow because it looks like both of the ones that my friend wants aren't going to let me wear a bra. And I really don't know how that's going to happen, guys. I really don't. I don't know how it's going to happen <sighs> what was I saying oh okay 
I posted. I posted. I posted uh, on Facebook. I said, I do monthly energy work on Patreon. I just started, guys. I need your uh, energy. <laughs> just burped. Sorry. Energy work is just guided feeling. It helps you come back down into your body, feel the shit you need to feel, and release stagnant limiting beliefs from your body and just and I had written and just ten dollars a month baby and then somebody wrote patreon is now charging more money for the service starting December 18th we will apply a new service fee of 2.9 percent plus 35 cents the patrons will pay for each individual pledge the service fee helps keep patreon up and running it is not ten dollars a month and I wrote first I did a little bit of math and then I said, oh, I guess that's new. And that is an extra 64 cents. So that would be $10.64. And if that's a deal breaker for some, I totally understand. I don't know when they tell you that. Clearly they reached out to her and told her. Um, but uh, yeah, I that's, you know, they should fully advertise that or they should, I don't know. I don't know. They, they take a fee out of what I get too. It's like the cost of doing business. And as long as they are upfront about that, um, I will try to be upfront about that too. I put that in the thing, 64 extra cents for $10. Um, and let like 35 cents or something for $1. Um, so I change it to just around $10 a month. Anyway, uh, being clear is important. And, but I want to just respond to that in case anyone else feels similarly. Let me see if I can see any other things that people posted. Um, to like the other things I don't know I don't I really like don't know how to work my way around here my own posts somebody said uh oh KMH um said thank you for responding to my question on the podcast your advice to stop being afraid of eating a lot gaining weight and calories made me realize that although I do not count calories or restrict like I used to I still have fears that hold me back and I make too many judgments about what I eat I have not surrendered to just trusting my body but I'm not giving up I really want to find freedom with food and comfort with my body thank you again so, and she had asked um you know, she was like, I'm not restricting anymore, but I'm still binging. And I was like, well, if you're not restricting anymore, but you think you're still binging, you still are restricting because even just experiencing the binge means that there is some sort of mental or physical restriction. All right, guys, that will do it for today. And I will see you, you know, I don't know what my schedule is going to be with the podcast over the holidays, but starting in 2008, I'm having two posts and podcasts a month. I will be reading new content that I've written and I will be answering your podcast insider questions and talking about whatever else. Okay, enjoy your holidays, guys. I'll be posting on Instagram. See you later. Sometimes I casually record myself playing and singing a song at the end of podcasts. It is not consistent because it is not a, an official part of this podcast. I was a professional performer not long ago, like this year. Um, I am a singer, but I'm not an instrumentalist. So I mess up all of the time. 
And because this isn't an official part of this podcast, I don't spend a lot of time trying to re-record, re-record and perfect it. I don't really practice playing the guitar. I'm really not good at the guitar, but I do this sometimes at the end. I don't really know why. I want to give people the chance to click away if they're not interested in listening. I've been um, contacted by some people being like, we love your performing at the end, but don't make bad comments about it. Don't stop halfway through. And to that, I have to say, I understand why you're saying that and I appreciate it, but the podcast isn't about this. So I'm not going to spend time a perfecting it because it's not really what I'm focusing on right now. And I'm also not going to pretend that it's better than it is. And if I mess up halfway through, I don't know, sometimes I'm just not going to finish it. So that's just the way that this song thing is going to go. Um, and I totally support you clicking away if you don't want to listen to it. And I totally support you being like, oh, mail came. I totally support you not wanting to listen or being annoyed when I like stop a song halfway through or like stop the flow because I messed up and then made a comment on it. But that's just the way it has to be because that is the way it has to be. Goodbye. Bye.
just in case you wanted some holiday cheer.